is Jeanette Braverman with Keep the Conversation Going. I will be interviewing leaders from all walks of life and just regular people that have a story to tell and are leaving a legacy. I'm looking forward to hearing your feedback as we keep the conversation going. Hi, everyone. I'm Jeanette Braverman, and you're listening to Keep the Conversation Going. There are so many topics that seem to have been covered over and over again, such as embracing diversity. Today, I have with me the Erica Turner, founder of Bridge the Divide. Bridge the Divide is a grassroots effort that she began in a small suburb of Milwaukee. It provides a forum for discussion and action around racial repair, reconstruction, and eventually reconciliation. Eric, I'm so excited to have you with me here today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate you taking this time. Um, I'm so excited for you to share your journey with our audience. It's It's been a journey. It has. <laughs> ongoing. It has. Ongoing. And I have to say that, you know, Two African-American women, you and I, here in Ozaki County. I know, in Cedarburg. <laughs> you know, but just in Ozaki County in mm-hmm. general. I mean, I'm so excited that I've connected with you, yes. yeah. you know, and we've been able to just build a friendship, yes, you yeah. know, and we're passionate about the same topic. Right, right. Diversity. Right. And so today, you know, what I want to start off with is just having you share your professional journey, and then maybe you can also share a little bit about what inspired you to establish this organization. Sure, yes. Um, so I'm a nurse by trade, and I've been a nurse for, oh, if I say how long, they'll know how old I am. I've been <laughs> a nurse for 20-some years, um, and I going into the service profession was just kind of... It, it, it felt right with the gifts and talents that I had. It felt like it was a right connection. And I have recently in the last seven years or so morphed into an IT geek. Oh. So I work in the IT departments, um, still in hospitals uh-huh. because we have to have all of our charts um, um, in electronic format. Well, that's so. another thing we have in common. We're go. both in IT. IT geeks My unite. goodness, great. <laughs> Yes. So so that's what I do for work and um, and bridge the divide. You know, sometimes it can feel like work when things get get hard, but it is really a passion. Um, I think mostly storytelling. We're telling we're telling stories to people in the suburbs Mm -hmm. who typically have not heard the story Mm -hmm. or they've they're not aware, not always by choice. Just if you live in the suburbs you have an echo chamber around you. You kind of hear the same things, see the same things, mm-hmm. and you don't often hear stories from other people from their perspective. So I spend a lot of time telling stories here. But Bridge the Divide is almost two years old. Wow. And um, my friend Heidi, Heidi couldn't be here today. Mm-hmm. Um, Heidi and I talked for a magazine article. She was the editor of a magazine really? uh, for the Cedarburg Bridge. Okay. And she and I had spoken a few times about what my family's experience has been like in Ozaki County. Okay. And she wrote an article about it. So mm. it was it was permission to tell my story. 
and then a little bit of affirmation that there were people ready to hear the story. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I know that I have heard such great things about these weekly um, podcasts right? that right. you've been, you and <laughs> Heidi, I think you guys been, have been co-hosting these weekly yes. podcasts. Tell us a little bit about those. Yes. It's, um, um, I think one is that folks don't have to be in the same room to hear their stories. You know, we, this is the, the age of the internet. We can put anything on the internet and we have in Cedarburg public library, this fantastic program and we have the equipment, we have a space, we have a producer and he allows us to come in and and bring in guests and tell stories. Wow. And it's just, I now really enjoy your, what it. What is your producer's name again? Jeff. Jeff. The famous Jeff. If you come into the Cedarburg <laughs> Library, is Jeff here? People know. They will find him. He does <laughs> all of this awesome. for us. It's very good. So, like, let's talk about that. <laughs> what in the world made you decide to move to Cedarburg, Wisconsin? Oh, yes. So that was courtesy of the United States Army. Okay. Um, my husband, he's been retired for about five years, but we had one last duty station. And they usually give you choices. And I think they said you can go to Oklahoma or you could go to Milwaukee. Wow. Okay. And okay. I am from Cleveland, Ohio. And Oklahoma felt very scary mm-hmm. and very far west. <laughs> And I didn't know much about Milwaukee, but it seemed like the better of the two choices. So he did his last four years here and then retired. And we kind of are still here. Oh, wow. Well, well, I'm so glad you made it. (laughs) I'm so glad you made this decision, I should say. (laughs) So tell me, what is the most fulfilling thing um, about Bridge the Divide? Uh, I think it's the relationship. I my my general temperament is fairly mellow. Anybody who has not seen me mellow, don't call in and tell us about it. (laughs) But um, I am a very good listener. And I don't know if that's been honed in the years of nursing, your bedside manner, how Mm -hmm. to talk to people, how to listen to people so they can tell you about what's going on with them, tell you what they need, tell you what's what's bothering them. Mm -hmm. So I have um, a, a pretty good way of sitting and talking to people. And I think that, again, a lot of the folks that I have run into just don't know things. They have maybe a fear or um, a confusion about people they don't know. They, mm. It's difficult in Ozaki County to have meaningful, authentic relationships with people of color because people of color aren't here mm. in great numbers. Mm-hmm. So I think that Having Bridge the Divide allows people to have relationships with people that they would not have normally had. So what would you say the makeup is of um, the folks that typically visit like your monthly meetings? Because let's mm-hmm. talk about that a little right, bit. I right. know you have monthly meetings we that meet, you host. Yep. We meet the okay. first Monday of every month here at the Cedarburg Public Library. Okay. And um, we can usually get 35-ish people kind of come on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. We try to bring in guests. So when we have a guest speaker, um, we may get 60, 70 people that come. That's awesome. Yes. Yes. It's a, I think, I think we're, people are realizing that we're a part of the community, even though we're not always having easy conversations. Mm -hmm. I think they realize we're a part of the community and, you know, if you have an interest, you might as well come and check us out. Now, are these events free to they the public? They are free, yes. Okay. We have not yet 
had to charge for anything. It's oh. uh, we do take donations while we're here. Okay. Um, we try to bring in food, coffee, and um, and uh, and accept donations um, if you want. And so how? Yeah, that would be great to mm-hmm. know. Like, so where do they go to submit a doma- donation to Bridge the Divide? Um, we do have a website: um, www.bridgethedivide.life. Okay. And there is a spot to be able to donate there. Um, oh, great. And we also take, you know, cash or check donations whenever someone is in, in proximity to me. If you hand yeah. me a check, I will not give it back. It's fine. <laughs> I'll take it. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit about um, some of the takeaways that people have shared with you. So when yeah. they've attended your monthly events, what sort of takeaways are you hearing from the community, because right. really, like you're inviting people from across Ozaki County. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. And we do have, so we have um, folks from Sheboygan that have come. Oh, wow. Uh, Port Washington. Okay. We've had some larger venues and folks from uh, Wauwatosa, Menominee Falls have come. So we can we can kind of spread out and get, and get uh, a good group of folks to come. But it's initially... And this is probably bad to say if you're going to start something. I didn't think that anybody would come. I didn't know who would come. Mm. If it was going to be my small circle of folks that I had talked to before who were supportive of me, who want to encourage me. But I didn't know that anybody else would come. So the people that have come have said, oh, we talk about stuff like this at our church. It's nice to have something. I didn't know that other people were out here talking about it. Um, Sometimes it's folks that... I didn't know, I have questions. I didn't know who to ask and how to ask. And we really tout that we're a safe place to bring hard questions. Mm-hmm. It's a safe place to make mistakes mm-hmm. and know that we'll say, oh, you probably shouldn't say that. But it's not a judgmental. It's not you have to be shamed now for the yeah. rest of the week because you asked a question that wasn't, you know, quite right. Right. Um, so people have people have said that initially it was great to be able to have more people so that we can have these conversations because they wanted to and didn't really have a place to go. Um, I, I've also heard people we try to encourage wherever you are, whatever you're doing, look at how you can work on diversity there. Okay. So okay. Um, I have heard from a librarian who's come to a few of the meetings, who then has taken a class about how to diversify your um, your library selection. So oh. you you don't have to say, if I want to talk about race or work right. on racial, 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 oh my gosh, yeah, racial, racial. reconciliation, mm-hmm. say that three times fast, yeah. <laughs> that you have to go down and and protest in the middle of a big intersection or it's not real. Or that you have to yell and shout at um, an elected official or it's not real. It's Mm -hmm. wherever you are. If you're a teacher, Mm -hmm. then what kind of books do you have in your classroom? What kind of subjects are you talking about? Um, If you're teaching art, then are you showing many different artists, including artists of color, um, the subjects of the art that are people of color? So it's wherever you are. And I have Mm -hmm. heard that from people that they're able to go back to wherever their passion is, wherever their vocation is, and kind of incorporate things that we talk about. Oh, so they're actually applying what they're learning. I think so. I think so. So some of the topics, let's talk about some of the topics that have been shared Mm -hmm. at your monthly meetings. We have, um, I think, the one that's coming up November 4th, we're going to have Dr. Erin Winkler, who is 
Um, I believe she is the chair of the uh, Af- the African Diaspora studies at UW-Milwaukee. Oh, okay. So um, November 4th. November 4th. At what time? At Let's six, make sure you right. guys... You should all come. Yes, please. Put that in your calendar. <laughs> November 4th at 6 p.m. At, 6 at p.m. the Cedarburg Library. Okay. We have a large community room, um, and they're just very welcoming, and the space is welcoming. Uh, so she's going to talk about how to talk to children about race. Oh, because, awesome. again, we don't want us to all be 40- and 50-year-olds just now deciding to talk about it. Children go through, um, have questions. They go through drama related to race. And if you don't know how to talk about it, how are you helping that child uh, maneuver through this difficult task if you don't know how to talk about it? I mean, that's amazing. And, you know, Mm -hmm. just you just made me think about um, the legacy that you're leaving for your children. I sure hope so. By co-founding this amazing <laughs> organization. I mean, what is your family saying? What do, you, what do they think about what you're doing here? Because well, I know it, it takes a lot of time. It does. You're putting does. a lot of time and effort into this. Like, this is part-time for you. Right, right. Okay. Yes, there is, there's the day job, you mm-hmm. know, that pays money, which yeah. I enjoy. Um, but Bridge the Divide is, it's a passion. But if you talk to my children and, and say... Three years ago, did you know mom was going to do this? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not, because yeah. believe it or not, I'm an introvert. So <laughs> what? <laughs> so I can do. I think you might be like me, an introverted extrovert. Yes, that's what I, I can. Am. I can come. I can come out of my shell and talk when I. But I need to have a lot of sleep beforehand. I need some downtime exactly. after, so I can recover. But people don't believe us, right? When we tell them that no. we're introverts, they don't believe us. I can do they? come out and shine when I need to shine, but. I need to rest. I need I to rest and it. recuperate afterwards. <laughs> so I so I am not I, I can I can speak publicly when I need to, but okay. it's not something that I just would go, I know, let me go stand in front of 50 people and tell them a story. That's great. <laughs> um and then I also had I was in a different space in my life. So after I turned 40, again, why do I keep talking about age? Well, so it's important. It is. So after I turned 40, ooh, um I I really, oh, the I know, should we dance? Folks? Yeah, maybe we can just move okay. around a little bit. If you want to, yeah. it's behind the signs, it? so it doesn't see us moving. The, oh, the oh look at that. So, I know. And how appropriate. <laughs> right. Um, now wave. Oh, there we go. Now you have to, now you have to sit there with, you have to hold the sign. The but this is a great message. Everybody mm-hmm. knows this one, right? So mm-hmm. darkness cannot, cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so continue. So my my children, um, I also, I have three children. Um, and Three, so what do you have? Uh, I have two girls, and my baby is a boy. He's 19. Oh, he's not a baby. I know he's not a baby anymore. <gasps> no, so he's does not. he go to Cedarburg High School? No, he's done. He's graduated. Okay, he's done. Yes. Okay, that's right. Yes. He's 19. What right. am I thinking? Right, right. So is he in college? So he is, he is... Figuring out what's next for him. Okay. My That's oldest, okay. my oldest is done with college, and my middle one is in college. So it's a um, life is different for us when your kids are younger. You are so busy. So wait, were- what is, wait, you said that your daughter graduated from college. Yes. So what is her degree in, and where did she go to school? Oh, good. Okay. So my my oldest, if I tell her age. Oh, my oldest is 26, okay. and she uh, has a m- master's in public policy. Wow. So she did undergrad for political science, okay. and then, uh, so she is now a policy analyst in Baltimore. That's 
That's amazing. Yes, she she and oh wait, and then homeschool, right? Do we get a shout out for homeschool? Homeschool. So you you homeschooled <laughs> all three? I I cheated. I didn't start homeschooling till we moved to Wisconsin. Okay. So they had all learned how to read and read and write. And okay. Do okay. Okay. So okay. The the teachers did all the hard work for that, but but then we homeschooled through um, high school mm-hmm. for you know for the the last few years that we were here okay yes, wow. yes but my middle one is um uh early childhood education major and she's about halfway done okay, um, okay. And, and works with children loves children um so so what life was like for us when they were in high school especially because we were homeschooling it's very busy there's so okay. much to do there's so much to prep to make sure that they have what they need for school. There's so many, um, there's sports events, there's events with friends and family, community events. So my, I was very, very busy. Mm-hmm. And I was, like I said, something about turning 40 where things kind of turned into, I do what I want. I'm 40. I am almost officially an adult, Mm -hmm. I do what I want. So I was, I, I spoke out more about things that maybe I wouldn't have before, no matter how distressed I was actually about them. I just didn't, I didn't speak out much about things. So now that I'm, by the way, I've never had that problem. Oh, you haven't. (laughs) I'm pretty transparent. Oh, I, it's kind of a, you should just, you should just do your best. You know, people just love that about me though. You know, they know that I'm always going to keep it real. Right. And when you come into it, then it's kind of a freeing situation. Like I can just, I can say anything and they don't have to agree, but I can say it doesn't mean I can't say it. That's right. That was a, that was a nice transition. And then becoming an empty nester the last couple of years afforded me time that I didn't have before. Exactly. Um, it also, for my children who did experience some some um, racial issues with other, you know, community members in schools. And that's here in Cedarburg? Here in Cedarburg. Okay. And, and those weren't things that they wanted to talk to me about because then if you tell mom, mom's going to do something or say yeah. something. And I don't want to, I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want things to get worse. If your mom comes busting in the doors and yelling mm-hmm. at folks, then things are going to be worse because she's going to leave. And then people are, you know, where they're going to be some repercussions from, from so peers. Did, and yeah. So, so did they try to handle the issues on their own? You think they or? were, um, I guess a whole nother, a whole nother podcast when, whenever you're ready to come yeah, back again. Yeah. Um, I think it's a struggle with I'm a Christian. And mm-hmm. so we've we've raised our children in the church, you know, these strong Christian values to hopefully get them through as adults. There's a lot of um, peacemaking. There's a lot of, um, you know, you can you can speak truth, but it needs to be seasoned with salt. So oh, I, I think a lot of it was kind of diminished. You don't want to yell, fight, be divisive. And I think that my children were very, well, you shouldn't just make trouble. You know, it's not give them the benefit of the doubt. There's Mm -hmm. forgiveness. There's turn the other cheek. I think all of those things kind of dampened their voice a little bit. So as I came into my voice more, it's trying to put into them to come into your voice more. That doesn't mean that you have to be mean, ugly, angry, but you can very well speak truth to what's happening and still season it with salt and still, mm-hmm. you know, be respectful. 
but you can speak up for yourself. And that's how you get justice. Yeah. And I think what it sounds like is that you've really taught your children resilience. I think I think they've they've picked it up. I don't even when you're not teaching it when they see you're demonstrating. Yes, it. I, I think that that's I think that's how they they uh, they see more than they're actually hearing from you. Well, you I, know, you never yeah. know when you t- didn't I did I tell you to do why would you do that? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So they don't so always do what you tell them. But you should be so proud there. <laughs> oh, you know, I applaud you. you. They're a reflection of you. So, Erica, if there was one thing that you wanted to leave with our listeners today about Bridge the Divide, what would that be? I, I think it would be relationship. I think that there are there are so many things that we're w- willing to tolerate or work on when we're in relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. And I think it makes it easier to handle the hard stuff when you're in relationship with someone. So I am willing to listen to you because we have a relationship. I mean, it's kind of the, the social capital that I've built living in Cedarburg for 11 years that you can trust me, we can be in relationship, and then I can tell you when I think things aren't quite right or I don't think that's quite the right reaction. And because we're in a relationship, you're willing to listen to me and and maybe make a change because of it. So I think relationship. So do you feel like you're in a place now in your neighborhood, in your community where people have embraced you and your family? Or do you still experience... Um, you know, discrimination and challenges in your neighborhood? I, th- I think there are still challenges, and I think that's somewhat of the art of belonging. Again, in this type of community, we're a small community, when you don't typically, you don't have proximity to people of color. You don't see the black woman walking down the street very often, so that when right. you do see her, Everybody has to stop and kind of watch. (laughs) Look, you don't have to tell me twice. I'm the only (laughs) African-American county supervisor in Ozaki County. So So I I get it. So even when people aren't being mean, rude, ugly, you know, overtly racist, it's just always different. Like, do you you recognize in the eyes, do do you belong? Are you supposed to be here? Is it okay that you're here? I haven't seen someone that looks like you. Like, do you you actually live in Cedarburg? Or do you just, you know, are you just, do you work here? Right, right. And and it's almost like they question you, right? It it seems like when they look at you, they're like, hmm, is she really from our community? Or maybe Mm -hmm. she's just picking up her kids. Maybe she's coming in from Milwaukee and her kids are bust in. Right. I mean, it's, I'm telling you, these are things that African-Americans think and believe. I mean, um, I sit on the economic development board for the city of Mequon Mm -hmm. and uh, a conversation, we had a conversation once about an African-American gentleman that said he, he was so uncomfortable driving through Mequon. He lived, he was a resident of Mm -hmm. Mequon, but he was so uncomfortable driving through Mequon Mm -hmm. because he always thought that the police officers Mm -hmm. would stop Mm -hmm. him, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so he was very careful. And so, and I don't know if there's any truth to this Mm -hmm. story or Mm -hmm. not, but there was another African-American gentleman said that he would always get stopped by the police every time. So he actually, so this is the story that I heard. Okay. Don't know if this is true or not. <laughs> fact-checking, okay? political fact-checking. So we may need to do some fact-checking on this. <laughs> but I was told that this gentleman actually went to the police department and said, this is my address. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. 
I'm just letting you know, know now so mm-hmm. that you can stop picking me up yes. and, stop, and stop, you know, yes. stopping my car every time you see me drive through Mecca. That is not like, the first time I've heard that. I've heard no, that. So from, you've heard that yes, story? Yes, ma'am. I have heard oh, that from wow. someone in Mequon as they were they were new to Mequon. It's a, um, a mixed couple, um, Latino and black. And they they really were. Do we need to write a letter to our neighbors? Do we go to the police station to say, hi, here we are. It's us. Mm. Um, Just just to avoid any kind of issues. Yeah, discrimination issues. Right, right. And and here they don't have, you know, people now see my husband out mowing the lawn mm -hmm. and and wave and say hello. But we've had a couple with stopping, you know, walking by because we're a very walkable area. Yeah, yeah. uh, Walking by and being surprised that we lived here, thinking that he worked here, like he was doing the yard work. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Okay, but but why are we at a point where <clears throat> you have to be so surprised? It's 2019. Should yeah. you be surprised to see a person of color anywhere doing anything? And that's wow. why I think we need to open up. It's We've created this bubble because it's a great community to live in, but it's so closed in that you think that a black person in town is news and that shouldn't be. So we've got to open it up and right. have relationships across the county lines, across economic lines, across racial lines, so that our next generation of children are not growing up thinking it's strange when there's a person of color around. You should think it's strange when there's not. Exactly. <laughs> it's 2019. Yeah, no, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, we can definitely increase the diversity across the county. Mm-hmm. Um, but something that I know to be true is that it is pretty expensive to live it in Ozaki County. It is. So you have to be able to afford it. Right. So right. Um, we don't have, we don't always have affordable housing. Right. Right. So I don't know that we're deliberately keeping people mm-hmm. out, but you just, you have to be able to afford it. I mean, I know we've lived here for well over 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids grew up in the district. Mm-hmm. And so they, my, all, both my boys um, they started off at Wilson, um, went to Stephen Middle School, and then Homestead High School. And mm-hmm. I have one now, Joshua. He's on the football team at Homestead High School. And so I love my community. Right. Um, I, I've i built relationships in my community, especially yep. because my sons played sports mm-hmm. and or play sports. Now, my oldest is actually... Um, he is in college, so he'll be graduating in December oh. from University of Whitewater. <laughs> so proud of him. Um, but they grew up in this community. Yes. Something that I always try to do with my kids, which it sounds like you're doing too, is I always try to expose them to diversity. Yes. And so I make sure they're involved in activities in and outside of our community. Mm-hmm. So if there's ever any question about, you know, the lack of diversity in our community, sometimes I think we just have to branch out. We do. Right. We're an affluent community. Then that means everybody in the house has a car, which means you can drive across the county line. And exactly. It's, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> and so before we close, there's something that I, I notice when you send out your, is that a monthly newsletter the or Newsletter is, is monthly because I have another job. And so it's, it, I would love to do something more frequently, and I just can't get to it. So your newsletter, though, what I love about it is that you list multiple activities yes. and events that, that go on across 
the state, right? Actually, right. yeah. Right. So right. it's Milwaukee and beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've checked out a couple of the events that you've listed, and so it really broadens our horizons yes. to all of the activities that are going on in the African American community. Right. Well, and right. really just with people of color in right. general, yes. not just African Americans. Yes. We try to connect right? with uh, with Mivos.com, and they they have um, a calendar of Latino events that are happening, and I try to pull things from there. But again, broadening broadening the the space that we live in Mm -hmm. this is a great space but it can be so clamped down and so um we can make it so small Mm -hmm. that we need to broaden it and if you're a person that likes to go hang out in madison well there may be some things that i've included that are happening in madison and you just have to you just have to put a little bit of a little bit of effort into it. It's well, not something that you. comes just easily. You got to put a little effort and, into and it. And you have. And, go find and so it. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you pulling all that information <laughs> together because it makes it so easy right, for all so of us. Go down the list. Yes. And you know, we get multiple <laughs> invites on Facebook, but your yes. newsletter is amazing. Yes. So how can people sign up for your newsletter? Yes. If you go over to the website, so on our website, we have, um, and that's what that's www.bridgethedivide.life. Mm-hmm. Okay. So life. on the website, you can, you can listen to our podcast. Whenever we publish a podcast, we keep a copy over on the website. You can, um, subscribe to the newsletter. Um, and that is just just giving me your email so I can add you to the list. And there's also a spot that you can ask questions if you just if you have a question about us or a question that you're not really willing to stand out in a public place and ask. Mm-hmm. You can send that to us, and then we will either include that in some of our Facebook pages. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, mm-hmm. or maybe include it in one of our monthly meetings or a podcast. So there's awesome. a spot to do that also. Well, thank you. If there is there anything else you want to share with our audience, any final words? I think that you just have to you have to have some intentionality to diversifying your world. And if that's physically where you work, play, worship, which lines you have to cross or sometimes it's just we've had guests say reading a book, looking at art, watching a movie that's not one that you would normally walk, watch with people of color in it and, and learn about other people. And mm. you'd be surprised at what you find. I love that. It has yeah. been so fun having you, you on so the very show much. today. Yes, Thank you. Great. I Let us it. keep this conversation going. Yes, ma'am. I'm excited to have you back for another podcast. There's so much to talk about around this topic. And so we are going to keep the conversation going, aren't we? Right. I think we are. Well, thank you, Erica. I appreciate you. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, everyone. (laughs) Bye-bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed our conversation. I'm hoping that you'll keep this conversation going by sharing your comments and feedback. I think it's important to allow everyone to have a voice, and I'd love to hear yours. Also, forward recommendations for interviews with leaders that you'd like to learn more about. I'm happy to take a look. Contact me at Jeanette at LeadersLeavingLegacies.com. J-A-N-E-T-T-E at LeadersLeavingLegacies.com. Goodbye.